We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principal, where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at Jethro Jones. Transformative Principal, episode 38, with Jordan Collier. Hey, uh, I really appreciate you listening to my podcast, first of all. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's a, I really love it, uh, especially the last the last guest uh, was I don't remember his name, Sam Sam Lido. Yeah, I mean he was solid. He he was he said about three or four things that was exactly what I needed like right now. So <laughs> it, was, it was just one of those perfect timing things. But yeah, man, That's loving awesome. the podcast. Uh, that that makes me feel so good because I'm learning a ton from this and I'm sharing it in the hopes that other people can learn from it as well. Why don't you start out by telling us uh, your name, who you are, where you're from, and 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 what you're doing. Sure. My name is Jordan Collier. I'm the secondary principal at a uh, private Christian high school, actually 7 through 12 campus in Little Rock, Arkansas. Awesome. And is this your... Um, how many years have you been there? This is my fourth year at the school. Uh, I was uh, two years I spent in the classroom. Last year I was the assistant principal. This year I am the secondary principal. Okay, cool. Great. So tell me what it's like being the principal of a uh, Christian secondary school. Oh, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. We have a rich history and there's a lot of tradition. Uh, and so I, it took me about three years to kind of figure out what was going on. Uh, and now I'm the secondary principal. I'm trying to figure it all out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. We, uh, we have great kids, we have great faculty, uh, very supportive parents. And, uh, you know, some may say overly supportive, but I encourage them to be up here as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And why do you encourage them to be up there as often as possible? 
Uh, I, I love developing relationships with parents. Uh, I mean, in the end, we should all have the same thing, you know, same goal in common, and that's to do what's best for their kid. Uh, and so the best way to, to do that is just to get to know them. Uh, and it really just kind of, um, anytime something negative happens or there's some, some type of conflict, having that relationship I know has been extremely helpful to me to kind of soften things and to um, be able to come at it, you know, side by side rather than, uh, you know, maybe in an adversarial position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I think that's really important also. Um, so as the principal of a um, of a Christian school, you you have a different approach to how to deal with things. Tell me about, did you go to a Christian school first as a student? I did not. And in fact, okay. my background is all public school. Uh, and my first uh, eight years of teaching were in a public school. And so okay. I've, this is a new experience for me, uh, but I really enjoy it. Good. So talk to me about how, how it's different being at a, at a Christian school than from, at a public school. Uh, well, one, we're relatively small. We have uh, about almost 400 students on our campus. So, uh, you know, class sizes are somewhere between the 60 to, you know, a little bit more range. Uh, we uh, have chapel every day, which is pretty neat that we have uh, all of our 7th through 12th graders get together every day after second period. We meet in the auditorium. Uh, that's just something I never experienced at a public school is that Every single day, we're all together, you know, as one big student body. Um, we have a time of, of chapel, you know, like chapel devotional, maybe a guest speaker, uh, maybe some type of special program. Uh, it's a time that we do announcements, and so we kind of are all together. It's a time we recognize student accomplishments. Uh, it's just a, it's a time for community building. So that's a, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. That's my favorite part of my day is going to chapel and just the excitement in the room uh, every single day. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, how does that uh, relate with uh, issues with like student discipline and and things like that? How do you how do you deal with that? That's different than how you would have as, as a public school teacher. For the most part, I mean, we have discipline issues, but it's I mean, they're so minor. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and it's funny because you know I'll hear you know a teacher to you know really complaining about some some of the discipline issues, and what's all said done, it's because a student isn't in dress code, mm-hmm. or you know a student was chewing gum in class, and so usually it's a pretty minor thing. Now we have our occasional uh, discipline problems, but uh, it's just really neat to be able to uh, to approach discipline uh, as as correctional and as and and. and you know, I always tell students anytime I discipline them that I love them, and I, this just comes with the territory, and we're going to get through this, and we're in it together, and use a lot of uh, you know pronouns uh, because you know it's just we're in we're in this together, and we're trying to figure it out as we go. And I'm not perfect, and and none of our teachers are, and so we're we're all just trying to learn and grow and, and do the best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. So. Part of the difference, I'm sure, is that it's a private school, and people most likely want to be there more. And so they, because they want to be there, they have less issues with the rules and things like that. So, so that's probably part of it, I'm sure. But, but is there some other part of it that makes it so that you don't have as many discipline problems? Sure, uh, relationships. Uh, our teachers and, and faculty are absolutely—they are just amazing at developing relationships with kids. Uh, we 
uh, all of our students have a Bible class every day you know, as part of their schedule. And so a lot of times it, if there's a, an issue that comes up, um, we can take, you can use that Bible time to kind of look at it from a Christian worldview, you know, kind of whatever the issue is. And, uh, you know, there, we just, uh, you know, I, I would say relationships are our number one, that, that would be our number one, uh, our number one deterrent for any type of discipline, uh, special place, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, we could all agree that, um, relationships at any school at any level is what, what really makes the difference in, uh, in our education. So tell me what you're most excited about. What's going on at your school right now that you just are super stoked about? Uh, man, I'm really, I'm really excited about, uh, telling our story. And that's something that, uh, last year is well, that was kind of one of my goals was to uh, really, you know, uh, push out our story to everyone. Just kind of let people know what's going on. We use social media uh, like crazy. We have uh, we have a brand new uh, website that's just out of this world, and uh, we uh, I post on Twitter as much as I can. Our Facebook, you know, parent Facebook. Uh, but I'm just really excited about having the opportunity to a tell our story and b uh, to be a part of it. And I remind our students every single day that they are part of the story that we're building. We talk a lot about our history, and we also talk a lot about where we are today and where we, where we want to be. And I think the kids are excited about being part of that narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, a couple weeks ago, you. Um, I saw a tweet on your timeline about uh, you saying something to the CAC student section about uh, telling, calling them out on saying something that wasn't appropriate. And you did that in a very professional way and a neat, uh, neat experience where students were trying to tell the story and you stopped them and said, this isn't the right way to do it. Let's have a talk. And obviously that talk wasn't on social media, but tell me a little bit about that um, experience or one like it. Yeah, uh, in fact, the what what I was most impressed about was uh, that was uh, over Labor Day weekend, and I went uh, actually drove a bus to pick up some students who were at a retreat for the summer or for the you know for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, they'd been at this retreat for three days. I was just the bus driver, just picking them up, you know, just to be nice. And two seniors, uh, who you know, two seniors from my school happened to be there, and they uh, they said, "Mr. Carr, I need to talk to you right away." I said, "Okay, what's going on?" And they showed me, the, you know, this tweet that uh, somebody had sent out, and it, it wasn't good. Like, it, you know, it just it wasn't good. Right. And I uh, I wasn't happy about it. And I said, "I said, well, I, I'm going to address this." As you know, who did it? And I said, "No." And they said, "But we've already we've already told them we didn't." We know we didn't want it. So here we had two senior leaders who used social media to tell this whoever it was, just stop, you know, don't do that. It's not cool. And then several students favorited their tweets on this isn't cool. We don't want to do this. And so our student body took the lead on it, or our student leaders did. Uh, so I just sent a tweet because I didn't know who it was. And I just said, Hey, we don't want to do this. This needs to come down. Uh, and, you know, and I said, you need to follow, please follow me for a DM, you know, so I could direct message them and we could have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. I never found out who did it. Uh, three days later, the, they, the next tweet that that account published just said, hey, we're really sorry about this. We took it too far. 
uh, we're going to delete the account. So I don't know who did it. No clue. Uh, you know, but but hey, our students and, and everybody else kind of jumped on board to say this isn't the story we want told. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was uh, really telling of our leadership here, not for me, but from our students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's uh, does it does it bother you that you don't know who who posted that that you weren't able to get get and find out and and provide a consequence for him? No, I. <laughs> Not really, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that the, you know, the positive peer pressure around us in the leadership uh, just kind of set the tone on that. I, I have an idea who did it, and if it were to have continued, we would have looked at a different way to kind of find out who's doing it. But I was just really impressed with the maturity of the whoever the individual was to just, you know, I made a mistake. I'm gonna go ahead and delete it. I apologize. So yeah, I I think that's really awesome, and I think that it's really awesome that you're. Um, the students brought to your attention. They had worked on dealing with it first, so they didn't feel like they couldn't say anything. And then a bunch of other students got on their bandwagon and said, "We don't like this either." That's that's really powerful. How how does what you do each day encourage students to make those kinds of choices where they can stand up to that kind of situation? I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's anything I did. Uh, I just, man, we just have good kids. I don't know how else to say that. We uh, we try to put our kids in in leadership positions, and we try to um, promote the good things they're doing. And uh, you know, our students, you know, they look up to uh, they look up to each other, and they lead each other. And uh, I think the one thing that I do is I'm just r- really visible. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I have a really good relationship with our students. Uh, I'm in their classroom. You know, I'm in classrooms all day, every day. Uh, that's that's one of my goals is just to constantly be out and be seen. Uh, and because one, because it, I really like it. You know, it's fun going in classrooms and seeing teachers do some pretty amazing things. Uh, it's fun learning alongside kids, uh, and it also uh, kind of prevents a lot of the things that you know that could happen. And it also uh, helps me build relationships with kids. So they feel comfortable enough to come tell me, you know, some things that. that they've seen happen. Um, so, but it all comes down to, we just have really good kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as most good leaders, you're pretty humble and not taking any credit for the awesome things that you do. So I'm going to try to try to work on you because we're trying to teach other, uh, other principals the way they can set that up at their school, even if they don't have uh, kids that they see as, as awesome, which could be part of the problem. But um, so what are some of the things that, um, that you've done at the school that you feel like have pushed the f- school forward in a positive direction? Uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about at our school is being mission-minded. And uh, something that, that kind of came together, uh, and I just kind of helped organize it, uh, but we Every, every year we do a thing called uh, Access Gators, which is um, there's a special needs school you know, in the Little Rock area. And as part of their training for the Special Olympics, they come and use our track. And uh, you know, they have a, oh, usually about a week before their Special Olympics, um, you know, the event. And so our students, we have a program here called Mustang Missions. And it's just a, it's a organization at our school, a club that any, any student can join. 
Uh, and part of Mustang missions is they go out and do service projects. So one of their Mustang, one of the Mustang mission service projects is Access Skaters Day. Our kids, ad- our students adopt one of the Access Skaters. Uh, they form teams of like ten to fifteen of our students. They uh, dress up in the school, the purple and, and green, which is those uh, you know the Access colors. Uh, they adopt a kid. They cheer for that kid. They make signs. They go crazy. And they just make it as special as possible for that, for that student. Well, last year we decided instead of making it just a Mustang Missions uh, event, we made it a whole school event. And so we actually we didn't have class that day. Uh, we spent the morning access skaters. We had 400 students packed the stands, uh, dressed in, pur- in purple and green, chanting, going crazy for like three hours. I mean, there were parents crying. It was the news showed up. It was an, it was an incredible day. Uh, and then. Right when Access Skaters ended, our students grabbed lunch, jumped on buses, and they went across Little Rock and did service projects for the rest of the day. And uh, it was our day of service. Mm -hmm. And so it was the most chaotic day of the whole entire school year, but it was the best day of the school year by far. Uh, In fact, I have a giant poster of it hanging in my room, in my office, to just remind me every day, like, that's what we're here to do, and that's to be mission-minded and to, you know, serve our community and go to school at the same time. Right. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. That's, uh, you know, I'm sure even without the the news showing up, it would have been just as meaningful. But that sometimes helps uh, other people who may not see how powerful it is see that it is a really powerful thing. And <clears throat> that's that's an awesome awesome example. Um, yeah, we have a uh, we have a video on our on our website. Uh, you know, we have a YouTube channel for our school, and and we have a video. It's just called All Access, and it's the Access Gators, and it's like a two minute little video showing, uh, you know, just showing what we did that day. And uh, what was really neat is um, we had a we had a parent or some parents come in over the summer, and uh, to enroll their student. And our uh, during the admissions process, they were asked, "Well, how did you hear about our school? Do you know anybody here?" They said, we don't know anybody at your school, but we saw that video on what you guys did at Access Gators, and we want our kid to be part of a school that does that kind of stuff. And I just think that's a powerful story. It's just, I mean, that, that in the end, that's what it's all about. It's teaching our kids uh, to love each other, to serve others, um, you know, and to, and to be there for each other. Right. And then to attract other people to the things that you're doing so that they want to be a part of that. I mean, for a parent to come in and say, I don't know anything about you guys, but I do know I want to be a part of it. That's pretty powerful. And that's going to be a strong ally for whatever else you're doing the rest of the time. Absolutely. That is awesome. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher, and please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Do you want to simplify your school's technology? save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals.
That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.